This is Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. What is going on, guys? This is Rob Carbone coming at you with another episode of BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Um, So episode 95 tonight is, or this morning, you're listening to this on April 1st on a Wednesday, is um we're doing an episode, you know, a part two of what we did last time out, which was not long ago on um, on Tuesday where, um, you know, you listen to me talk about the Knicks free agency options, and uh, we covered a couple guys who are coming upcoming free agents, and um, we did Joe Harris, and we did Christian Wood. So tonight we're going to do two more players, um, two more guys who I think are at least a little bit more realistic than, um, than last night's. Um, you know, last night I talked about Christian Wood. I don't think he's the most realistic option, but tonight we have Davies Bertans, who's at, you know, I think he's pretty, pretty realistic and, uh, Fred Van Vliet as well. Um, but before we jump into tonight's episode, guys, I just want to make sure if you haven't yet subscribed to BD4, uh, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis, then be sure to subscribe to it right now. Go do it right now. Um, Pause this podcast and um, go subscribe to it on iTunes, um, on Google, on SoundCloud. We are on Spotify. We are on uh, Radio Public. Um, we're on plenty other platforms. Uh, YouTube, you know, YouTube is where the video cast is, um, and plenty more platforms as well. Just go to my website, which is located at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. And if you go there, there should be a tab called Outlets. Click on that tab. It should take you right to a page where um, it has every single link to, you know, where you can find my podcast and subscribe to it. So be sure to go to my website, um, nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. That is the website to where my blog is, to where my podcast is. It is the website that will take you to everything. So it's simple, it's easy, convenient. Just go to there and it will take you to everything. It will take you to everything you need to be at. So guys, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Um, or this morning, I keep saying fucking tonight. <laughs> but yeah, it's listen, we're still in quarantine mode. So there's nothing to do, nothing to really talk about in terms of live covering live events and recapping games anymore. But we can talk about free agency. We can talk about what's to come and things like that. So we're going to still talk about the Knicks for a bit. You know, I thought it was going to be, I don't know, a couple of shows ago, I said I, I was doing my last Knicks um, podcast until the offseason officially began, but here I am. <laughs> I can't. I, there's nothing for me to do, so I figured, why the fuck not, just start a little bit of a, of a free agency draft talk, and, and you know, we'll, we'll keep going 
we'll keep this train going. Um, they were actually showing on MSG. Um, they actually showed on NBA TV first a couple of days ago. They were showing like the old '90s Knicks, which was awesome to see from my, you know, because from somebody who didn't get to witness that and doesn't remember those '90s Knicks team um, teams. I was. I, I just loved it. It was a great experience seeing that on TV, seeing those hardcore 90s Knicks players, you know, the Patrick Ewings of the world, the um, Anthony Masons, the Ron Harpers, you know, all those types of old school classic Knicks players back when they were good. And then today I was watching a couple MSG classics. Um, not so far back, though, it was the 2013 Knicks. You know, that's kind of my generation's version of the 90s Knicks, you know, where we had our brief window of hope. Um, there was a season where they won 54 uh, games. The uh, Carmelo Anthony was just fantastic. J.R. Smith was was just great off the bench, uh, six-man so many great veterans on that club. Such a great veteran leadership that that clubhouse had. Um, you talk about the veterans on this current Knicks squad versus the veterans we had on that 20-fucking-13 squad. It is no contest. <laughs> but um, now we're stuck here, right? We're stuck on this current 2020 Knicks team with horse shit and horse shitter. It is just not good. Um, but... That's what free agency is for, to help improve your team. And tonight we're talking about Bertans and Van Vliet. So I guess we'll start with Fred Van Vliet, who is an option that people have been talking about a lot, really. Um, he's a point guard. And as we all know, the Knicks are in desperate need of a point guard. Um, plays for the Toronto Raptors this past season, coming off a career-best year, where he averaged 18 points, 4 rebounds, and 7 assists. And he did so on 41% from the floor. 39% from three, and 84% from the free throw line. Did this for 48 games and across 36 minutes a game. Um, 26 years old, not 27 until February, so that's a positive there. So his game is mostly being crafty, um, a crafty 3 and D point guard. Um, he's improved every single year. He's got a high IQ, a good, efficient passer. He's a good, solid point guard to have. Um, again, he's improved... Every single season so far, he's been through four seasons in the NBA thus far, and he's increased in points, rebounds, assists, three-point makes, free-throw attempts, free-throw percentage, um, free-throw makes, steals, all of that have increased, have increased each and every season he's been upping those numbers. So it's good to see that he's steadily improving. Um, but yes, a 3 and D player, a balance shooter too, so he can shoot both off the catch and a little bit off the dribble. Um, 44% uh, three-point percentage as a catch-and-shoot guy this season, 44% off catch-and-shoots, and 32% off of pull-up shots, so not bad there either. Defensively, averaged 1.9 steals, very strong, um, and held his opponents overall to 41% field goal shooting, not bad. So a good three-point shot, spots up, pulls up, off the bounce, crafty on his way around the perimeter, and a good defensive player at the same time. Now he's a good efficient passer, like I mentioned. He's got a high IQ. Most of his passes, Van Vliet, come off the drive. He's a very good driving kick player. Well, he will, he will penetrate and kick it out from there. Um, I have written down here... He, his drives per game, 15th most drives per game in the NBA, the 15th most. 
and also the 11th most assists per game off the drive in the NBA. So he's very good. That's his forte when he's not uh, shooting the basketball. He's very good at at penetrating and then distributing the ball outwards. Um, and then, you know, some of his cons, though, are, are a little glaring. Some glaring weaknesses, you know, he's not very efficient inside the arc, Van Vliet. Um, we mentioned he's got a great field goal percentage outside the arc, can shoot 44% from, from catch and shoot, 32% on pull-ups, and overall he shot 39% from distance this season. But inside the arc, he was a very weak, very mediocre 43%. 43% on two-point shots is not a good look. Um, specifically, he was just 33% on his mid-range attempts. And I have written down that he shoots just 51% in the restricted area. And despite shooting just 51% in the restricted area, he still finished up the season with the 25th most field goal attempts down there. So, not good. Especially when everybody else in the top 25 every single other player in the top 25 in terms of uh, restricted area attempts had a higher field goal percentage than he did down there. So not good. You know, it's not good when he's taking a lot of, when he's taking a lot of shots down low and not making a lot of shots down low, you know, it's, it's high volume, low efficiency is the worst possible outcome for any kind of um, player. You don't want that. And down low, he's not strong in the mid range. He's not strong. So, you know, when his three point shot is not falling, he does not, score very well because he also doesn't get to the free throw line as much as most point guards do only 3.5 free throw attempts per game this season which was a career high so that's kind of what scares me when his three isn't falling he doesn't give you much offense um in terms of scoring himself um he's very small too so a 6'1", 195-pound frame, very frail, not the biggest point guard out there. So he's going to have problems guarding the bigger point guards like Wes Brooks and all those types of guys. So that's why he struggles inside the arc. That's kind of why he has no post game either. And that's why he doesn't really get to the line because he doesn't have that strength. Um, I'm sure that's a big part of it. But also not greatest in the pick and roll. Doesn't run a lot of pick-and-roll because the Raptors are a team who don't do that much. They're more three-point shooting and a little bit of isolation. And then they score down low. But he wasn't great even when they did run pick-and-roll. Just .83 points per possession as a pick-and-roll ball handler. Which is about middle of the pack compared to the rest of the players in this league. Um, And just 39% on his field goals as a ball handler in pick-and-roll as well. Not great either. So, you know... Again, it's kind of on the Raptors. He doesn't really have that rhythm because they don't run a ton of pick and roll. But in a game today where pick and roll is, is ran so often, um, he doesn't really do that well in it. Again, most of his success just comes outside the three-point line and driving and kicking. So just some things to think about. You know, do I really want to pay a guy like this who, you know, he's probably going to be, let's be honest here, he's probably going to be asking, I don't know, for 25 to $30 million per season, you know, do we really want to max max out a guy who just kind of has a lack of a track record, right? Four seasons in, just one of those seasons have been great. Um, and great may even be a strong word. But I don't know if I want to max out a guy like that. You know, I just don't feel like he has the highest ceiling. He has a high floor, Van Vliet, but his ceiling to me isn't the highest in the world. Um, I just don't see much there. You know, more on craft and skill from the three-point line. 
that's pretty much it. Um, you know, I just I'd rather find younger talent in this upcoming draft with more upside. You know, give me a Killian Hayes type, give me a you know, uh, Halliburton or Anthony Edwards as a combo guard. I just rather find talent in the draft. Um, if we're going to look for a backcourt position player, but you know, and plus the Raptors are probably going to be going hard for Van Fleet anyway, being that Kyle Lowry is 34 years old and he's an upcoming free agent as well, unrestricted. So if anything, they're going to let Lowry walk and they're probably going to throw the bag of cash at, at, um, Van Vliet and the Knicks would have to get into a bidding war if they wanted to sign somebody like him. So I don't think it's worth it. I don't think all of that shit needs to happen. I would just rather go a different route and not necessarily throw the bag of cash at Van Vliet. Um, not really worth it in my own in my own opinion. That's just me. But he is a decent player, and again, the Knicks should be exploring all options here. I'm not saying he's a definite no for me, but you know they should. You know, they, they should still explore him, but I don't think they should eventually sign him if it's going to be upwards of 25 mil. Uh, but that's Fred Van Vliet. Um, next, we've got Davies Bertans. Uh, we'll be right back, though, before we even get to him. Hey guys, Rob Carbone here. Really quick, I just want to talk to you about Anchor. Anchor is a free podcast hosting site. And I say that again, it's a free podcast hosting site that will distribute your podcast for you to other platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Overcast, and all those websites. But here's the best part. Not only is it free, not only do they share it for you, but they will pay you for recording a podcast. They will pay you. And you can do it from your computer, from your phone. All you have to do is go to the Anchor app and download that or go to their website, which is anchor.fm to begin. It's everything you need. It is so convenient for podcasters like myself. So please, guys, go download the Anchor app or go to their website, anchor.fm to begin. See you there. He had a good, strong season this past year with the Washington Wizards. Um, Davi Spurtans, a power forward, averaged 15 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists on 43, 42, and 85 um, in 54 games across 29 minutes per night. So he's probably in the conversation, if not the leader, um, in the most improved player race. So, you know, it's a good option to take a look at this He's 27, doesn't turn 28 until November. Um, but again, 15-5-2 on an efficient stat line across the board. Not a bad option. He's a modern-day big, right? He's a stretch bore, a straight-up shooter. Doesn't do anything else, but he shoots the fuck out of the basketball. This guy can shoot. 43% on three-pointers this season, and he made 3.7 per night this year. 3.7 a night 
hitting at a 43% clip. Um, and for his career, he's over, he's 41% for his career, hitting just under two per game. So he's always been a great shooter, always. Um, a good spot-up guy. I have that he's a good catch-and-shoot guy, and he's good at shooting off of screens. Um, a couple statistics I have written down here. 1.21 points per possession as a spot-up shooter this season, which ranked 50th of all 421 qualifiers. Also have that Bertans averaged 9.7 points per game um, off the catch-and-shoot this past season, ranking first of all 514 qualifiers. He also scored 1.10 points per possession off of screens, ranking 48th of all 214 qualifiers. Um, and also a good transition scorer, um, averaged 1.36 points per possession in transition, which was 45th of all 413 qualifiers. So very efficient, high in the leaderboards in terms of spotting up, catch and shoot, off of screens, transition, um, very good in each of those categories. Got a quick stroke, got a stroke with no wasted movement, very smooth, and he's got range. He can shoot that shit from 30 feet back if he needed to, 35 feet back. I've seen the highlights. You know, I've seen it. I've seen the, the reports on him. This kid can play. He can shoot the ball. And he's fairly young. Again, 27, not 28 until November. Um, and he's improving every season. Points, rebounds, and assists. Each of those statistics have gone up every year Davi Spurtans has been in this league. Um, so overall, I think somebody like him would be a solid addition to the Knicks. I think he could help stabilize the perimeter, you know, for them and provide shooting in the front court. Because let's remember, we always talk about how the Knicks need need more shooting in their back court. <clears throat> but Bertans can, you know, their their front court, the Knicks is not great as well in terms of shooting the ball and in spacing the floor and stretching. They don't have much shooting in that front court either. Um, Mitchell Robinson doesn't have a game outside the paint yet. Julius Randle was, what, in the upper 20% this season with his three-point shot? <clears throat> he was up and down. Bobby Portis was you know, streaky, but he's not even part of this team's future, so why am I even mentioning him? So you look at that front court. Taj Gibson ain't shooting for shit out there. You look at that front court they have. There's not many shooters. They don't have any shooters in that front court. They don't have any shooters. So Davies Bertans adding somebody like him could stabilize the fuck out of their perimeter play in that front court and help the Knicks at least be respectable at times from that three-point area. Because um, they're not a good shooting team, guys. They're not good from anywhere on the floor outside of that paint, really. So <clears throat> getting somebody like him in this lineup, in this rotation, every night just playing um, 25, 30 minutes, whether that be off the bench or as a starter, you know, he would help tremendously just space out the floor more. You know, him replacing Randall would just be a benefit in my opinion you know we don't we wouldn't have anybody clogging the lane anymore you know it would be a much better spaced out offense with players would have much more room to work and it would look much more fluid out there for the Knicks instead of just choppy stagnant play where there isn't much besides post scoring and you know isolation um, I think he would provide a good you know versatile a more he would give the Knicks more versatility so I think he's definitely somebody I'd take a look at. Fairly young. He's probably going to be commanding somewhere between... <clears throat> now, I looked I looked around. I tried to get other opinions to see what other people thought he would be asking for. Couldn't really find much, but if you're asking me, Bertans is probably going to be asking for... I don't know. I'm going to say above $15 million per season. 
he's definitely going to be getting somewhere between 15 to 20, in my personal opinion. Um, you know, likely that he gets, you know, in the upper echelon of that range, uh, more towards 20 than to 15, because he's coming off, again, a strong, solid season, averaging 15 and 5 on 42% from deep and 85 at the free throw stripe. So he's efficient, he's productive. He just provides a good outside presence, and I think the Knicks need that as much as they can get, guys. It's so important. So of all the guys we've covered so far, of all four free agents we've talked about, I am enamored with Joe Harris and Bertans more than I am the other two guys. Um, Well, no, I shouldn't say that because we talked about Christian Wood in episode 94. He's probably the number one guy I want, but... I'm kind of putting him out of the picture. I don't think there's a chance in hell the Knicks strike for him. I think Detroit is going to lock that guy up, um, and they're going to make sure nobody else touches him because they do have the bird rights for him. But I do like Bertans. I do like Harris. I think the Knicks need as much shooting as they can get, uh, especially with Damian Dotson likely on his way out. Um, they need as much, you know, losing even more shooting. So it is so important that they – strike for somebody like Bertans, excuse me, <clears throat> and they um go after somebody like Joe Harris. Whoever it may be, they need shooters like that. Both of these guys are as legitimate as they come when it comes to shooting the basketball. Both over 40%. Both can hit a volume of three-pointers per game. It's just, to me, it's a no-brainer. Um, yes, you don't want to go too high here, but it all depends on what the other teams are, are, are doing. If they get into a bidding war and it's a little too much, okay, back out. But I think the Knicks, they definitely need to find somebody on this in this market to, to provide them with some shooting and lock somebody up that can shoot. Don't go out there and sign fucking 17 power forwards again like you just friggin' did, okay? that That's not going to work. They need to fucking to go out there and sign a shooting wing or a shooting big man like Bertans Somebody in the backcourt who can shoot, fucking do it. I don't care how they do it. I don't care how much money they have to throw out there. Find a way to stabilize this offense and get them to become more modern day, you know, more modernized and not such an extinct (laughs) dinosaur club uh, just doing all of their work in the paint and shit like that. So get as much shooting as you can. Love Bertans. I think he'd be a great addition to this team. Don't love Van Vliet. think he's solid, but I don't want to max somebody like him out. Um, so tonight's winner will be Bertans if we're doing that. But um, guys, that's it. That's all we got tonight. We're about 22 minutes in. So if you are listening to this, it is probably April Fool's Day, April 1st um, on a Wednesday. So thank you for listening. Um, thank you for tuning in. And if you've made it to the end, thank you for that as well. This is Rob Carbone, your host of BD4, where there is no better way than to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis than by tuning into this podcast. I almost lost my track there. Um, but yes, thank you. Um, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, be sure to sub to BD4 on iTunes, Google, SoundCloud, Spotify, Radio Public, YouTube, and plenty more platforms as well. Just go to my website, nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. There's a tab called Outlets. Click on that tab, and it'll take you to exactly where you need to be. It'll show you all the links to where my podcast is displayed on. So, guys, thanks so much for following along. And if you haven't followed me on social media, you can do that as well. That that as well is on my website. Um, once again, go to nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. 
This is, once again, your host, Rob Carbone of BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. And I'll see you next time out. We're probably going to have part three sometime Thursday or Friday, the latest. All right, guys, thanks so much. I'll see you then. Ciao. Hey, we hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, be sure to leave a like, comment, subscribe, share, and all that fun stuff. If you want to follow BD4 on all the different platforms we have, all you have to do is go to my website, nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. Once again, that's nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. Thank you guys. I'll see you next time. Ciao.